Welcome to Madison Avenue Presbyterian Church. We hope this message encourages you and inspires you to serve God and your neighbor. If you want to learn more about our ministry, head over to mapc.com. If you're looking for a community where you can deepen your faith, we invite you to join us every Sunday at 1030 online or in person. Listen for God's word from the book of Acts, chapter 2. When the day of Pentecost had come, they were all together in one place. And suddenly from heaven there came a sound like the rush of a violent wind, and it filled the entire house where they were sitting. Divided tongues as a fire appeared among them, and a tongue rested on each of them. All of them were filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak in other languages as the Spirit gave them ability. Now there were devout Jews from every nation under heaven living in Jerusalem. And at the sound, the crowd gathered and was bewildered because each one heard them speaking in the native language of each. Amazed and astonished, they asked, Are not all these who are speaking Galileans? And how is it that we hear, each of us, in our own native language? Parthians, Medes, Elamites, and residents of Mesopotamia, Judea and Cappadocia, Pontus and Asia, Pergia and Pamphylia, Egypt and parts of Libya belonging to Cyrene, and visitors from Rome, both Jews and proselytes, Cretans and Arabs, in our own languages we hear them speaking about God's deeds of power. All were amazed and perplexed, saying to one another, What does this mean? The word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. It is my pleasure today to join you in worship. I thank you for your warm hospitality and from uh, Reverend Vaughn and your pastoral staff and other staff and leaders and it was a joy to be with them Friday evening and Saturday in a uh, leadership development retreat in time of training. Uh, and I have been eager to join you in worship this Sunday morning here at Mad- Madison Avenue. So thank you for your warm welcome. I'm delighted also to share this scripture with you and explore where it takes us on the day of Pentecost. When the day of Pentecost had come, the Jewish festival day, they were all gathered in one place, and suddenly from heaven there came a sound like the rush of a violent wind, and it filled the house where they were sitting. Wind, holy wind, holy spirit kind of wind. One spirit, many functions. Comforter of God's people. Disturber of the peace, sometimes. Empowering the weak and the broken. Healing the sick. Blow, Holy Spirit, wind, blow. Blow through our lives and through your church this Pentecost Sunday. Today, as Pastor John mentioned, we are celebrating the birth of the church. And today we celebrate the Advent, the coming of the Holy Spirit among us. And Jesus, too, used this analogy of wind 
to describe the mysteries of the Spirit. Nicodemus, that curious seeker who couldn't sleep when Jesus was so nearby, this prophet, he's not ready to commit to Jesus as a follower, yet he's too curious to stay home. You must be born from above, Nicodemus. That's the answer. If you want to enter the kingdom of God, you must be born from above. Literal thinker, Nicodemus. No way, Jesus. This is physically impossible. No, Nicodemus. I don't mean literally. It's more like, it's more like the wind. You can't see the wind. You don't know from where it comes or exactly where to it is blowing or going or passing, but you know it's there. You have to trust the wind to take you to where you need to go, Nicodemus. Nicodemus is intrigued, so much so that his curiosity about Jesus pushes him on. Jesus awakens in Nicodemus a desire to feel that fresh breeze blow upon his face. Nicodemus knows what it's like to practice a stale, lifeless religion that doesn't touch the realities of his life. And Jesus instead awakens within him this longing for the wind, for the fresh breezes of the Spirit. Holy Spirit wind. The Holy Spirit has many faces depending on God's purposes and on the needs of people. At this first Pentecost we read about a moment ago, they had a need for a demonstration of God's power. They needed to know that God was with them and that God would sustain them. They needed God's power to face down their fears, very real fears, and share so that they could share with the world that Jesus is alive. They needed this demonstration of the Holy Spirit. Wind that came like the rush of a violent sound, with the rush of a violent sound, tearing through the house where they were sitting. Sometimes, Holy Spirit wind blows through our lives with power. The power is so strong, it pushes us out the door. Sometimes it pushes us to get up and to do, to accomplish. The Holy Spirit blows us out of our routines and our rhythms and our small little worlds and pushes us out onto the wide open ocean of life with new experiences. Your elders and deacons and staff will recognize this quote from Antoine Saint-Exupéry that we shared Friday night and Saturday. If you want to build a ship, don't summon people to buy wood, prepare tools, distribute jobs, and organize the work. Rather, teach people the yearning for the wide, boundless ocean. This is it. This is it. It is the yearning, the longing we didn't even know we had, but once we experience it, once we feel the breeze on our face that pushes or it pushes at our backs, once we taste a yearning for the wide, boundless ocean, then we can't put that away. Once we are lifted and carried along, we want more, 
We can't live without more. The Holy Spirit wind brings life, real life. I heard about a country preacher who was asked about his ministry. You may have heard about this proverbial preacher also. He was asked about the, how he was so effective serving in this country church. And his response was, it's very simple. I comfort the afflicted and afflict the comfortable. The Holy Spirit wins, seems to function in that way for us. There are those times when we are comforted, comforted in our affliction. Sometimes when we are laboring up the mountain, just trying to put one foot in front of the other, wondering if we can accomplish what needs to be done, tired and stressed and frustrated and sweating and unsure and hot, and then the Holy Spirit wind blows. That gentle breeze is cooling, it's refreshing, it is renewing, the afflicted are comfortable, and then we can climb upward and onward. There are other times, those times in our lives when we can't even set foot on the path to climb the mountain. Our bodies are tired and worn and perhaps won't do what they used to do. Our movement is restricted. Perhaps we are stuck in a hospital bed. Perhaps we're stuck in a bed at our home or bound to our homes. Maybe we aren't literally stuck, but our money has dried up and our circumstances require that we stay in a place where we don't want to be. And we ask for deliverance. And maybe we're like the Apostle Paul who prayed that the thorn in the flesh, something that was afflicting him, would be removed. It would be taken away to somewhere else. And sometimes that happens. But other times the affliction is not removed. The circumstances do not change. And the Holy Spirit wind blows still. God provides what we need. My grace is sufficient for you. The Holy Spirit wind blows as a gentle breeze, even in the stuck places of our lives. And we are refreshed, we are empowered, and we can make it through to another day. Sometimes the Holy Spirit wind comforts the afflicted. Other times, the Holy Spirit wind afflicts the comfortable. Sometimes we need to be shaken up, shaken out of our comfortable, predictable lives. Sometimes our schedules need to be interrupted by someone who has a need. Sometimes we need to realize that our small worlds are not really that important compared to the grand scheme of things. When I think of the Holy Spirit wind shaking up our lives, my mind goes to Mary Mullen. It's been some time now, since 2013. You might remember the running of the Boston Marathon that year when Tamerlan Sarnev planted that bomb near the finish line. And then he was subsequently killed as he fled from the police after that terrible act. You may also remember that there was no cemetery who was willing to receive the body afterwards. 
Eventually, there was one in Doswell, Virginia, who agreed to accept the body. And it happened through the work of someone who had no personal connection to the bomber. She was not related to the family in any way. She was not even a Muslim as the bomber was. This happened through the work of a Christ follower, a Christian woman, Mary Mullen, who lives in Virginia, heard what was happening, heard about the dilemma of no burial place for this body, and here's what she said when they interviewed her. Well, I was listening to the news, and I heard the story that he was unable to be buried, that people are, and that people are protesting him, and it made me think of Jesus' words, love your enemies. She goes on, and Jesus tells us to, in the parable of the Good Samaritan, to love your neighbor as yourself. And your neighbor is not just someone you belong with, but someone who is alien to you. That was the biggest motivation, you know. If I'm going to live my faith, then I'm going to do that which is uncomfortable and not necessarily that what's comfortable. The interviewer asked Mary Mullen if she was worried about others being upset with her for finding the cemetery plot for the body. Here's her response. Well, I thought about that. But there's this line in the scripture that says, whether we live or whether we die, we are the Lord's. I don't think anything really horrible is going to happen to me. I think people are probably going to be upset and irritated and disagree. But I feel like it was the right thing, and it's important to be true to the principle of your faith. Amazing, really. Mary Mullen, no connection to this bomber. She's different in every way, racially, religiously. Not to mention Sarnoff was a terrorist, but she follows the teachings of Christ. Love your enemy. Like the Good Samaritan, love the stranger among you. Wow. The Holy Spirit, Holy Spirit wind is still, still empowering Christ followers to love our neighbors, even to love our enemies. Sometimes the Holy Spirit afflicts the comfortable. Sometimes the Holy Spirit scorches us and burns away impurities of pride or control or unwillingness until we are more pure vessels of God's love. Sometimes the Holy Spirit pushes us out the door to live as Christ followers even when it's difficult. If you want to build the ship, don't first organize the work and distribute jobs for people. First, expose people. Teach them a yearning for the wide and boundless ocean. Here is the key. To live this way, to live this kind of life, we are going to need a new skill. I'm from Columbia, South Carolina. And in South Carolina, about this time of year, post Memorial Day, people flee for the coast, given the heat that descends upon us. And soon, I likely will be there as well, somewhere along the coastline, walking along the beach. 
And if tradition holds from recent years, I will look out into the water and I will see people on surfboards converted into almost sailing ships, windsurfers. There they are standing on their board, managing their sail. The ones who are expert at this, who've had some good practice, have learned to move with the wind, the power of the wind. And when you watch them, they are, looks like they're flying across the water, skimming uh, at high speeds across the water. And the ones who are quite skilled at this will jump the waves and catch some air, and then some even do flips with their board. Occasionally, you'll see them fly off and fall off their board. But when they get back on it, the wind takes them again. This is what it's like to be God's church, caught up in the wind of the Holy Spirit. Blow, Holy Spirit, wind blow. Sometimes a gentle breeze comforting us when life gets too hot to handle. Sometimes the Holy Spirit is a powerful rushing wind blowing us to new adventures and exciting possibilities. Sometimes the Holy Spirit blows us out of our routines and shakes us up and pushes us out of our comfort zones. Sometimes the Holy Spirit is renewable energy, bringing a passion for living the abundant life centered in Jesus Christ. Wind, holy wind, holy spirit, comforter of God's people, disturber of the peace, empower, empowering the weak and the broken, healing the sick. Blow, Holy Spirit, wind blow. Blow through our lives and through your church this very day, giving us a yearning for the wide, boundless, ocean. Through the grace and power and love of Jesus Christ our Lord, may it become so. Amen.